You're listening to the Calvary Church Audio Experience, designed to empower and encourage you throughout your week. This is the podcast, episode five, Processing Pain the Right Way. What's up, family? Ben Daly here. I want to welcome you to the podcast. I created this podcast with one thing in mind. Every single week, I want to remind you of something. The gospel. The good news. The gospel is the glad and joyful news. And somebody needs to hear this today, that God is good, that he loves you, and he will happily give up everything he has so he can have you. And contrary to popular belief, I don't know what you've heard about God. I want you to know today that God is not mad at you. As a matter of fact, he isn't even in a bad mood today. The good news declares that God's happy, that he is for you, and that he wants to share his life with you forever. You're going to hear us talk about Jesus because Jesus is proof of all of this good stuff that I want to tell you on the podcast. So no matter what platform you are listening on today, it really doesn't matter. You may be watching on some video format. This podcast is created to bring you all this goodness, so much good news that the bad news doesn't even matter. And there's a whole lot of bad news, bad opinions, bad advice. But Ben Daly shows up with good news. So I don't care what you're doing today. You may be listening to me and you're driving. You may be running errands. You may be working out. You may be at the gym. You may be sitting at your favorite restaurant with your headphones on. You may be cleaning your apartment. You may be sending emails. You may be sitting in your cubicle at work. I don't know. And I don't care. I just pray today that this podcast encourages you. And uh, I just pray you get something out of it. And if you get anything out of it, why don't you add this podcast to your rotation? And if you really like it, do me a favor. Share it with somebody. Tell them to check it out. Y'all, we had so much fun last week. I had my very first guest on the podcast. He is back by popular demand. He's been my friend for nearly 25 years. We met in the mid-90s when we were both skinny, had hair, good looking. Falcon suits. Y'all, we've just got better looking. (laughs) Just got better looking. Uh, We've served together in pastoral ministry over the years, I think three different times. Maybe third time's a charm. Yes, it is. Uh, But um, I tell you, he is my dear friend. So thankful for him. Uh, I, I, I just appreciate his humility. I appreciate his loyalty. I appreciate his sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. And uh, he currently serves as one of our associate pastors at Calvary Church here in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, he serves on our teaching team here at the Irving location. To learn more about Calvary, I'd encourage you to check us out, calvarychurch.cc. Or download the app. Go to the app store, one word, Calvary Church CC. But he's a part of Calvary. He's a part of the movement. Watch some of his messages. He is a preacher. I love listening to Kareem Hickman. 
and he's back. Pastor Cream, thanks for being here. Such a joy to be here, man. These moments are special for me. Yeah. We're just talking, man, just talking about good news and all the stuff that we're dealing with today. It is a joy to know that I got some good to talk about. Well, we've had <laughs> bad to talk about had a lot for a of long bad time. for a long time, <laughs> years and years and years. Come on. Now we got good news. That's right. I love it. How has the good news impacted your life? I've seen such a radical transformation in you just in the last two years. It's awesome. How has the gospel just impacted your life? These last two years. It's like you've been born again, again. Born again, again. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the stories I want to share real quick is just my own sons, man. My oldest son was with me as we planted two churches in Chicago. And recently he said, man, it is so good to see you happy all the time, Dad. Come on. Now, when you hear that, you say, oh, he's just watching me. But it was deeper than that. He saw the toil, the struggle, the striving. The labor. The labor, the weariness, the exhaustion. He like, man, my dad is smiling and happy. And for him to know that it was because of the good news. Come on. Just makes me feel good as a father, man. This didn't just, the gospel didn't just change me. It's changing my family. Maybe that's the way it's supposed to work. That's it. Surprise. <laughs> I love the gospel because yeah. it gives you your life back. Yes. It gives you your life back. Yes. And that's what we're seeing. You're getting your life back. Yeah. Real life. And it shows. And I'm so glad that Jesus didn't say, I came to give you rules. I came to give you religion. I no. came to give you another 12-step program. Nope. He said, I came to give you one thing, life. I didn't come That's to it. make bad little boys and girls good. Mm -hmm. He said, I came to give you life. Yes. And not just any kind of life, life that's free and life that is full. Yeah. So we've been talking about perspective. I want to yes. pick back up. And if you've missed any of the podcasts, go back and check them out, please. But last week we got held up yes, on this forgiveness thing. Yes. Powerful. We've been dealing with rejection. When mm -hmm. rejection hits the heart, mm -hmm. that thing can become like a lens that creates how we see everything in our life. Yeah. Because we don't see with our eyes, we actually see with our heart. Right. And if we don't deal with the attitudes that have hit our heart, mm -hmm. we're not going to see the world around us the right way. Mm -hmm. Or ourselves. Or ourselves, or God, or anything else. And so I told you that that I wanted you to come back because I want to keep talking about some gospel truths, bring our focus back yeah. uh, to the gospel in order to today. I've said process the pain mm -hmm. of rejection the right way. Right. And we and, and, and we talked about forgiveness last time. A lot of us get hung up there on this forgiveness thing. Right. Because we've been hurt. Mm -hmm. I heard. um uh a quote by C.S. Lewis, and he said this. He says, everyone thinks forgiveness is lovely. Right. He said, everyone thinks forgiveness is a lovely idea until yeah. he has someone to exactly. forgive. <laughs> I'm all down with forgiveness right. until I until. have to forgive somebody. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so whether you saw it coming or you didn't, mm -hmm. the feeling is the same. You right. are hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And quite possibly very deeply, Nothing stings like rejection. And some of us have been rejected so deeply that we're just gasping. I mean, we feel so vulnerable and we're wondering, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. And life can be painful and can dish out all kind of stuff, not just rejection. I mean, heartbreak 
injury, uh, abandonment, betrayal, offense, whatever. And though we we may share all kind of you know similar experiences, um, but the reality is every hurt is personal, right? And no matter how many times well-meaning people, um, you know, say, "I understand," yeah, <laughs> really don't. No, you don't. <laughs> and and you know what? You may even resent somebody for even thinking they can understand what mm-hmm. you've been through. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, and we know this, we sit with many wounded people, mm-hmm. and I've witnessed their pain. I've witnessed them grapple with betrayal and resent. Uh, 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 we're, we're dealing with um, um, rejection and and uh, heartbreak and 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 as a pastor, you you do your best to make space for them. Mm-hmm. I I don't engage anymore in what I call reactive comforting. Yeah, and that's where that's just kind of advice. Like right. you're going through something deep, and let me just throw some advice at you. Let mm-hmm. me throw three steps at you. Let me even. You know, religion makes you stupid. Yes, it does. And sometimes you'll even throw Bible verses. Mm -hmm. You know, here, let me throw some Bible verses at you. That just feels false. As a matter of fact, it feels very insulting when someone is deeply hurt and you say, well, let me just give you a quick answer. No, I'm sorry. No neatly packaged solution is going to bring a quick fix. That's the problem with a whole lot of people when they're growing in grace. There's no quick fix. This is a journey. Right. We're on a journey. Together. Together. Let's walk it out together. And so after years of ministry, this is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to hear from you today yeah. on this. But I've just learned that when you are viciously knocked down by rejection, mm-hmm. um, when you're knocked down by life, mm-hmm. Getting right back up. That may sound brave. We may preach that. Yeah. Come on, get back up. You know. Yeah. It may sound very strong. It may sound good, but it's 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 actually sometimes doing yourself an immense disservice. Because think about this: like tripping and falling, you have the impulse. What I want to get up. I'm embarrassed. I want to start moving again. But listen to this: ignoring a serious injury only <laughs> makes matters worse. Exactly. Do you want to know why so many of us are struggling? We've ignored injury. And that is something we've been doing in church for way too long. Pain demands attention. Yes, it does. And it needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be embraced. It needs to be processed yep. so you can move forward mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yep. And it's okay. That's what I love about the gospel. In a, in a gospel community, we want to process with you. We know the healer. We want to process with you. And so... Think of think of yourself like a large airliner, right? The demands to to keep to a tight schedule, the right. demands to avoid delays or cancellations. Man, that stuff's always in front of us. But when a mechanical issue arises, that airliner has got to be what grounded. That's right. You got to ground it to address the problem yes. and repair the issue. They, they don't just keep sending that plane right back up in the sky with faulty issues. That's dangerous. Not just for you, but for everybody else yes. on board in your life. Come on. That could be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. We're trying to fix stuff while we're in flight. Doesn't work. And so life comes at you with just in 
incredible consistency. And, and I've learned this truth probably more so in ministry than anywhere else. In times of deep pain, whatever, we've been dealing with rejection. Go back and listen, especially rejection, whatever it is. I'm tempted mm -hmm. to fall victim yep. to the ever-increasing, constant, consistent demands. It never feels like a good time to ground yourself and process pain. Never. It never feels like an ideal time to cancel a flight. Mm -hmm. It never feels good to say, it's time for a sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Cease and desist. Right. Stop. But it is vital that I do. I got to ground myself. I got to get back. I got to focus on the gospel. I got to focus. I got to get back into flying condition. And, and I just want to consider some truths about forgiveness, but I want to look at it through yeah. the gospel because sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, I don't want to hear that. I can't do it. Well, yeah. let's look at forgiveness through the gospel. Yeah. And when we talk about that, where do we jump off at? This is so powerful. I, I'm feeling <laughs> ministry right here as we're talking because it's real. Yeah. Because the gospel gives us permission to stop performing. Come on. Man, if you're hurt, pastor, leader, father, mother, wherever you are, whatever walk of life, whatever spirit of influence you're in, it is okay to stop and let the healing power of God flow in. It's okay. And we're looking at wrecks all around us. Mm. And the issue is you didn't stop. That could have been avoided yeah. if we just stopped and said, I've got to heal. I think the healing process we need to look at it through this lens right here. Forgiveness is a choice. Talk about that. <laughs> this, is, this is where I wanted to get to last week, yeah. but deal with that. We ran out of time. You, you made the statement quick yeah. last week. You said, yeah. forgiving by faith. By faith. Not by feeling. Nope. Which means yeah. I need to make a choice. It's very possible that I will never feel like forgiving. <laughs> very possible. So this is a, it's a faith walk, but... But God has given us the authority of sons and daughters that we, it's a choice. Talk about that. So what does forgiving another person really mean? Because we say it, but do we really know what it means? Mm. A good working definition of forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is the intentional choice to release a person from all obligation that they may have towards myself, or anyone else by way of an offense that they've committed against us. Mm. When you release the person from that offense, you are walking in forgiveness. When you let it go. Let it go. Let it go. If you're holding on to it in your heart, but you're trying to speak it, <laughs> you're going to sense that contradiction. So that's why I love this definition. It's intentional. It's not just me saying it. No. I am walking this thing out. That is the definition of forgiveness. Now notice, forgiveness is not a feeling. Yeah. I think we gotta get beyond that hurdle. I thought forgiveness was a feeling. You know, I shared my story as a little kid growing up. I was convinced that it was just an emotional byproduct of me just getting over something. <laughs> I'm over it now, I forget. No, it's intentional. It's not the result of me simply just sitting and resting and waiting. No, forgiveness is intentional. Wow. And I think it's intentional because it releases, or should I say it ignites the empowering grace mm. that God has given us. 
we have power to take the first step and initiate forgiveness. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by feelings. We don't walk by feelings. When we forgive, we forgive by faith, <laughs> not by feelings. It's not hypocritical to rise above our emotions and act in a way that's consistent with our Christian character. Yeah, because if you say I've got to forgive, but I don't feel it, isn't that hypocritical? No, it's by faith. And sometimes your actions have got to catch up. Yes. With what you truly believe. That's it. Corresponding action. That's it. And we're walking this thing out. I love what you said earlier. We're walking this thing out together. Yes. Forgiveness requires relationship. And that's powerful to me because feelings are unreliable. So <laughs> if you notice the gospel, this is what I'm learning. Two years of being in the gospel. The last thing that I can use to walk out my victorious life in Christ Come is on. my feelings. Come on. <laughs> It will never work. Never. If I'm dependent on my feelings, I'm never going to come to the realization and really receive acceptance. I'm not going to receive royalty. I'm not going to understand my union with Christ. I'm not going to understand my forgiveness. I'm not going to understand that I'm totally righteous because my feelings are going to always fight against those things. Come on. I can't. So maybe as we look through this, this, this journey that we're on, you know, we're just, we're just walking. Come on. Understanding that forgiveness is a choice, I think that is a great place to start. If we're really going to see clearly, we got to grab a hold of that revelation. I can choose to forgive. That's right. And my choice is what gives me the ability to live beyond my feelings. Come on. I really feel this thing. I, I, I wasn't going to... Uh, to really talk about this today, but as you hit this thing, I think some of us, because of a victim mentality, mm -hmm. we don't think we have a choice. Feelings. When you are a victim, you never believe you have a choice. Yep. You never believe you have a choice. And uh, we are not victims. As a matter of fact, I want to remind you listening today, you are not a victim. The Bible says in Christ, you are a victor. You yeah. overcome. You have a choice. Mm -hmm. Every, you get to choose every day your life you get to choose that's power that's power that's power and jesus gives you your choice back mm. so you're saying forgiveness is a choice i would say this as well mm -hmm. that forgiveness for the believer that's just our new nature right now this is important because why do we forgive and and i was thinking about this that it's not primarily for the sake of the other person right I forgive for my own sake. So sometimes I say, oh, I can't forgive because, you, know, you know, the other person. No, it's not even for the other person. Right. Forgiveness is about you. It's about you. And, and listen to Isaiah 43, 25. God said this. Mm -hmm. I, I never saw this before. He mm -hmm. said, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions, and I do it for my own sake. God said, I do it for my own sake. Right. So it's the nature of God. Don't miss this. And I talked about just our new nature, the new heart during the podcast before. But it's the nature of God, our loving God to forgive. And that's why he's done it. God would have been inconsistent if he hadn't forgiven you. After all, he is a forgiving God by nature. So despite what we may feel. Right. That's key. When we consider whatever, whatever the wrongs, whatever the rejection, whatever the stuff, 
It's our nature now as a believer to forgive too. It's our nature. Why? Hey, believer, you've received Mm -hmm. your father's nature Mm -hmm. in you. Wow. That's why 2 Peter uh, 1.4 says that we share in God's divine nature. (laughs) We have been regenerated, re-gened. I have a new nature. I have a new DNA. I have a new spirit. I have a new heart. So we forgive others because his nature is within us. And to do anything less than forgive Uh is to act contrary to my authentic new self. This is good stuff. This is liberating right here. So we forgive for our own sake so that we won't be poisoned by bitterness. Now I want to, I'm going to do another week of forgiveness, but I want to stay here with you for just a minute Mm -hmm. because if we don't forgive, I've said this last week, I said again, this is a heart issue. It's a heart issue. This is a deep heart issue. If we don't forgive, the Bible says, watch this heart issue, Mm -hmm. that a root of bitterness Mm -hmm. will grow in our heart in the absence of forgiveness. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I know what it's like to live with a root of bitterness. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Hebrews 12:15 says, "See to it that no one falls to obtain the grace of God." Look at this. "See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness mm-hmm. springs up and causes trouble, and by it not not just you, but many in your life become defiled. Come on, your whole circle. Bitterness, and listen, we don't talk about this because we want to talk about other sins. Right. We like the big flashy sins. Right. Those are the ones we want to talk about. The stuff that grows above the surface. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about the stuff that, every, that everybody can see. Right. But the reality is this stuff I'm talking about now is the stuff because of unforgiveness that is growing deep within the soil of our hearts and we got to deal with it today yeah and so i want to close by just looking at how do you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that you got that root of bitterness one of the things yeah. one of the things i was thinking about one for me is i'm always replaying the tapes in my head <laughs> that's it you know you got bitterness when always. like you find yourself constantly replaying some conversation with someone. You know you got bitterness when you have to interact with him or interact with her. And then you spend days rehashing every word, body language, whatever. You just keep playing it over and over and over again. That's one of the ways I know something's hit my heart that's gotta be Every time we hit that play button, (laughs) there's a feeling. Yeah. A memory we connect to. That's right. That we're so hooked on. But we're getting free from feelings. Come on. You know, Jesus said, I only say what I've heard the Father say. I only do what I've seen the Father do. That nature carries over to us. And it's, you've been talking about this one to staff, and you've even released it on our weekends a couple of times. But this is big because there's some questions we have to ask. How do I know? How do I know I got that root of bitterness How do I know? my heart? Is my mouth out of control? is my mouth out of control? Mm -hmm. How about we just take 10 seconds?
to answer that question. Wherever you're at right now, there's no judgment or condemnation coming from this table. We want you to be free. Yes. And we we got to ask some questions. Is my mouth out of control? Romans 3.14 says their mouth is full of curses, bitterness. Wow. There is a connection between the junk that comes out of my mouth and the bitterness that tends to take root in my heart. Think about it. Do I find myself losing my cool often? Am I critical? Am I snappy? Am I rude? Am I negative? Does my, is my mouth more connected to who I am in Adam than it is to who I am in Christ? Those wow. are just some questions we just, wow. we gotta ask that question. Well, that, that is so good. An, another deal, I know something's hit my heart when you think about this, am I sick? Did you yes. know, I, I thought this was interesting. Scientists have concluded that bitterness, if it is left unchecked, it mm. actually interferes with the body's hormonal mm. and immune systems. This is good. Think about that. Yeah. Bitter people yeah. tend to have higher blood pressure, mm. heart rate, and are more likely, one article said I read, they die of heart disease and other illnesses. Of course, the Apostle Paul, mm -hmm. he, he didn't have access to this scientific Right. You know, data when he wrote much of the New Testament, but that didn't keep him from connecting the dots between bitterness and our bodies because in Acts uh, 8.23, Paul described what he called the gall yeah. of yeah. bitterness. It's a bile, yes. bitter, poisonous mm. substance that can literally make us sick and kill us. There are some people that are so bitter, they're literally physically yes. sick. Yes, we see it every day. We see it every single day. And we're just asking questions. We're just, we're just talking today, right? We're just I asking so. some questions. Is this a safe place? This is a safe place. <laughs> we're just talking. Here's another question. Am I turning to other things for temporary relief? I want to talk to some brothers. I want to talk to some leaders. Jesus wants to be my relief and my healing. Thank you, Jesus. I do not have to search for anything temporal or external he gave me everything that i need and he put it right on the inside of me and what's so funny is when you say turning to things for temporary relief yeah sometimes we immediately say bad things oh yeah but even good things good things bad things anything other than mm. jesus for my relief yes yes they're the wrong thing. Yeah. Some, some, some say, well, they turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol. Others turn, I turn to work, yeah. ministry. Good stuff. You can turn to anything, right or wrong, and still miss life. Yes. Yes. One place says there is a way that seems right to man. To man. Even we may look at something and say, this is right, but mm -hmm. the end is still death if, Jesus, if it's mm -hmm. not Jesus. That's right. I learned a long time ago, a mentor told me, he said, you know what the greatest enemy of best is good. Good things will always keep you from the best things. Mm. And God is calling us to focus on the, he put the best mm. on the inside of, don't let good stuff that we validate and we give credit for, and we give trophies for, stop letting that stuff get in the way of what God wow. wants best. Paul talked about this in Philippians. I, he said, I count all of that stuff garbage. Yeah. 
compared to the best that I've got a revelation of. Yeah. No way. So well, we're just talking. Well, another another way, and this is a big one as we close today, and it's this. Mm-hmm. I know bitterness has hit my heart because of unforgiveness if yeah. my circle is bitter. Mm. And man, like all weeds, let me tell you something. Bitterness has a way of spreading. Yeah. You look at people, their marriages are bitter. Their children are bitter. Their group of friends are bitter. You look mm-hmm. at the circle of friends in their life, they're bitter, they're angry. I mean, just their circle at church, their yeah. circle. And it's like they can walk into a room and they attract bitter people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it is possible that my own bitterness can yeah. have a major ripple effect and that the poisonous root now can burrow into other people, not just my own heart, but now it burrows into the hearts of others and now they've become defiled. Right. They've become poisoned. This is happening everywhere. Look, it's not it's not an issue that we must, you know, if you think we're saying today, well, you better forgive or else. That's not even what we're saying. When we understand, and you said this last week, when we understand the fullness of the forgiveness that we ourselves mm. have already received, and we know the reality that Christ is now. What did you say? He's my life. He's my life. We want to forgive those. And next time together, I want to talk about really uh, what the new covenant teaches about forgiveness. And then I want to close out with this reality. Forgiveness is for our healing. Mm. And I'm declaring healing in the name of Jesus. And today, before you pray and we go, I just want to declare over everybody listening today, Hebrews 1 and 2, because of Jesus today, may you know that you are completely cleansed of sin. You are forgiven. May you set your eyes on that reality. When you know how forgiven you are, you will be able to forgive. You are co-seated in the highest throne of the right hand of God. The King Jesus who rules, who rules his kingdom has crowned you. As a matter of fact, wherever you are, unless you're driving, just touch your forehead and be reminded today that you are crowned. He has crowned you and given you dominion over the works of his hands. He's placed everything under your authority. Now, as a son, you share in his glory. And I love this. One Mm. translation says he's not embarrassed to introduce you as a part of his divine family. Mm. You're a son. You're a son because of his finished work. He has annihilated the effects of the intimidating accuser. You are free to rule and reign in life. What do I mean? You reign in life. Yeah. Life does not reign over you. Come on. Unforgiveness is not going to reign over you. You're going to reign over it in Jesus' name. Before we go, pray for folks right now. Pastor Ben, as you were making that declaration. Say it. Psalms 1, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the bitter. (laughs) I got a picture of a seat. I'm praying you out of the seat of bitterness. Get up. And I want you to understand that you have been seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I'm calling and praying and declaring that you will get out of the seat of bitterness and scorn and sit on the seat and your throne next to a loving father. I want you to understand your position and I want you to walk in the elevated life that Christ has for you. Bitterness will only hold you back. It's time to change your seat. Come on. And I declare that over you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. We're processing pain. We're going to pick back up 
next week. There's so much more we want to say here to bring healing, but just take this stuff to heart this yeah. week. And I would say this, yeah. listen to your mouth this yes. week. Just, just listen to your mouth this mm-hmm. week. Just stop for a minute and yeah. check out what you're saying. It'll set you free. Come on. We got to change our mouth. It's got to line up with God's opinion. That's it. And he says, you're forgiven. Amen. Thanks for checking out the podcast.